0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an English teacher and a CEO. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. I listen to a lot of content because I love, I love thoughts. Thoughts to me are, are your birthright you're, you're born with a body, you're born with a brain. And if you live long enough, you get to use both of them very intensely. I, I very much advocate for physical activity. I'm a, I'm a lifelong athlete, multiple sports and, and there are aspects of my physical experience in the world that, that are second to no other experience. I mean, there, I did a, on a whim, I kind of did a half Ironman up in up in Auburn, California, and it was it was horrific. It was like seven hours. <laughs> the The bike ride itself was equivalent to riding up and down Mount Diablo, I think, like three times. It it was extraordinary, and and it made me go places in my head that are are impossible to go, at least in my life experience, and. And I love that. But I also love, I love thinking. And I was, as I was telling a student recently, I get into thoughts like some people get into a good dessert. I, I, I enjoy them. I savor them. And very frequently I write, my, I write my thoughts down so I can delve into them on this podcast or talk to people about them. But sometimes there's a thought that's so good and it's so sweet and it's so on point that I just play with it in my head and I I dance around with it and I I can't describe it any differently than than just saying I savor it. I enjoy the delicate nature of these thoughts. Because they're here one second and they're gone the next and and that's a concept for a different time but my my brain is kind of like a graveyard of thoughts. I recognize that as much as I may enjoy something in the moment, if I don't bring it into the physical world, either writing it down in, in my notebook or, or, or writing it down on my phone, it'll be gone. And it could be gone forever. And I appreciate that that aspect of thoughts. And I was listening to a podcast recently that... Uh, Elon Musk was was being interviewed. And he was saying that with regard to his neural, neural link company that he believes human beings will be able to share thoughts. There won't be a need for talking. We'll be able to share our thoughts in a, in a pretty short amount of time, five to ten years. We'll be able to convey complex information because in his mind he was saying, look, you, you have to have this complex thought. You have to condense it and you have to transport it via communication, either written or verbal, somebody else has to receive that compressed idea and decode it, expand it, understand it, and there's there's all this problem with interpretation and there's all these problems with with getting the real essence of the thought. I mean, even, even saying okay versus okay versus okay. I mean, there, you could be saying something, but people... Decode all kinds of different aspects of, of how you've enunciated and communicated something. And there's all, there are all kinds of problems with interpretation. So in his mind, he was saying, hey, look, if we could just convey a thought straight across from human to human without any, any resonating vocal cords or any air movement, if we could just get the pure thought to someone else... That would be valuable. And I was listening to this thinking, gosh, that would be... You could download entire novels into your brain in a matter of minutes. That would be amazing. Because I think you think at around a 100 words, or excuse me, a 1,000 words a minute. 1,000 words or more. I mean, you're thinking very, very quickly. And, And as I was thinking about this, I thought about my... My high school English teacher, one of them. This woman, Miss uh, Teresa Leach, Miss Leach. She was a she was a good English teacher, I think, as far as high school went. But the point is, she would constantly come back to the essays I was working on, and I was not a great writer in high school for a number of reasons, but more than anything, because I didn't try hard enough. I didn't, I didn't put the effort in. And I would dive into a math problem. If you put me on a calculus problem that took three pages, I would dive in like a steak. I would just get into it because I would love that. But writing a paper, I just didn't see, I didn't see the point. It wasn't engaging. And so she would constantly say, look, you wrote all these sentences. What are you trying to say? And I would say, "Well, well, I'm trying to say this or I'm trying to say that, whatever, whatever the answer was. And she would say, well, why didn't you just say that? That was her classic thing. Why didn't you just say that? And when I started tutoring students at Cal, that was one of the number one things I started saying to them. Right, I was tutoring these other undergraduates and writing, and I'd say, well, what are you trying to say? They'd say, well, I'm trying to say this or that. And people very infrequently actually write what they're trying to say. Much more frequently, people write some crazy, insane, you know, random stuff, and they assume that the reader can kind of patch these things together and interpret it correctly. And writing, when you become good at it, writing just inherently changes the way you think. Because when you're thinking about an idea, you have to slow down The thousand words a minute going on in your head and you have to slow it down even beyond as quickly as you can speak because most people can't write it like 200 words a minute and we could easily speak at 200 words a minute it's not a problem at all but if you have to slow it down to like 40 words a minute or 50 words a minute however you can accurately type however quickly that is if you have to slow that down you have to slow your whole thought process down And not only do you have to slow it down, you have to represent it in the physical world. Because when you're thinking a thousand words a minute in your head, you can, you can bounce around from idea to idea. You can jump over gaps in your thought process. You, can, you find yourself on a, on a broken record going over and over and over and over an idea. And you don't even recognize that that idea is dumb or, or half-cocked. You're just going over and over and over and then you spout it out into the world. That's when you get these blank stares from people They're like, what? What the hell are you talking about? But, of course, the idea in your mind has been played out a hundred times already. So you think it's fine, and then you represent it in the physical world and you you present it to other people, and they're like, What are you talking about? What are you what? What are you saying? And that's the beauty of writing. When you become very good at writing, you become very adept at a process of analyzing and revising your thoughts. And being able to present them in a matter that makes sense to other people. That's what's so infuriating about it. right? People will write essays and, and teachers will give them bad marks. So like I said, I, I'm right. I'm right on what I said. I had a good point. And my answer is always, like, look, you may have had a good point. But that point was in your head. It wasn't on the paper. If you want a good grade, you have to learn to deliver that thought onto the paper in a way that makes sense for people. And that's why it's so difficult. That's why it's so hard. And it is very, very hard. Make, make no mistake about it. Becoming a good writer is not it's not a simple undertaking. But in thinking about what Elon Musk said with regard to transmitting ideas, the more I thought about the more I thought about, God, what a risk. What a risk. We already experience stream of consciousness with, let's say, Twitter. People can think something. They can bang it out, a couple words, tweet it off for the entire world to see. And we all know what we get with that. Insanity, chaos, people saying the most ridiculous things. Tweets getting deleted, tweets coming out. It's It's crazy, and that's when people have to slow themselves down and convey a thought. Could you imagine what Twitter would be like if you didn't have to slow yourself down to express a thought? If you didn't have to think it even... You didn't even have to think it through to express a thought. If it was literally just this raw, sticky... Messy glob of thought in your head, completely unformed, completely wrought with pit hole and pit, pitfalls and, and issues, and you could just dump that onto the world. It would allow us, yeah, it would allow us to see what's going on in people's heads. But would it would also allow us. Way more negative interpretation of a thought of a person. Because right now we have the good fortune to slow our thoughts down and, at the very least, have a medium that is not conducive to super, super fast conveyance. So, right, like you have to talk or you have to write. And at the very least, that's a slightly slower process than what goes on in our brains. We're allowed that fortunate position to have things going on in our heads that nobody else knows about. But imagine if that were taken away. Imagine if people were given the opportunity to just raw dump an idea. I think the just infinite nature of your thoughts and the depths that you would need to go to to explain yourself accurately with all the little nuances, it would be terrifying. It would be terrifying, and this is coming from somebody who very much loves thinking. I I so appreciate the nuance of ideas. And without a check and balance system... I think if thoughts are allowed to be delivered in their raw form without somebody really at the gate saying, "Hey, whoa, 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 slow down. Just a little bit slow down." we may develop a different understanding of what what the human brain is about. And and the problems we have now with interpreting people on social media and interpreting different comments, the problems we have now with just trying to honestly understand each other, not even in a malicious way, but just honestly trying to understand each other, would be exponentially worse. So as we move into greater and greater person-to-person information transfer, I think it would be wise to consider, look, how much more information do we really want? at our fingertips perhaps we should give people the space to think through their thoughts and their issues a little bit more a little bit more let's slow everybody down a little bit let's really find out what you think after a couple days and maybe you know writing it down so you can see it in the world before we judge them because without that space and time I think we'd find it really hard to relate to people. And I think we'd find it really hard to not demonize them. And I don't think that would be good for anyone. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.